is everything that we are, everything that we could ever hope to be. Uh, matter of fact, I would dare say that um, we are nothing except for the blood of Jesus Christ. And because of it being shed there on Calvary's cross, uh, we can have the freedom from sin and uh, certainly have the life that God uh, has uh, given us because of that redemptive uh, blood. This morning, if you have your copy of God's Word, I trust that you do. You could find your way to the Gospel of Luke again. Luke chapter number 8. I touched on this parable uh, very briefly uh, last Sunday uh, in regards to a woman uh, that had a issue of blood uh, for quite some time. And uh, we're going to read this story and, and see what the Lord would have us to take uh, from it. As I studied this week, I, I thought about how much this fits me in my life, and I'm sure uh, that most everyone here this morning can attest that giving the circumstances that surround this story and the perseverance of this uh, lady, um, that it would fit you as well. There's been countless songs and poems and sermons that have been preached on the hymn of his garment. There's a story that we're going to look at this morning, the story behind all of those sermons and and poems and songs um, is a great message behind it. This is a woman uh, that had a great trouble here. Desperation, uh, determination, deliverance, a declaration that was made. And it was all in one simple touch of the hem of the Master's garment. Let's read together in Luke chapter number 8. We began reading in verse number 43. Luke chapter 8, beginning in verse 43. And a woman having an issue of blood, twelve years, which had spent all her living upon physicians, neither could be healed of any, came behind him and touched the border of his garment, and immediately her issue of blood stanched. And Jesus said, Who touched me? And when all denied, Peter and they that were with him said, Master, the multitude throng thee and press thee, and sayest thou, Who touched me? And Jesus said, Somebody has touched me, for I perceive that virtue is gone out of me. And when the woman saw that she was not hid, she came trembling, and falling down before him, she declared unto him before all the people for what cause she had touched him, and how she was healed immediately. And he said unto her, Daughter, be of good comfort, thy faith hath made thee whole, go in peace. Let's pray. Lord, we are so thankful for the healing that comes through your blood. God, healing from this infirmity called sin that we have in our lives. The Lord, also the, the healing, the restoration that you give us to begin life anew through your grace. Lord, I pray that you would give me the words that these dear folks need to hear this morning. God, hide me behind the cross of Calvary. Lord, they not see me, but they would see you. 
Lord, perhaps there's one here or, or those that may be listening later on. Lord, we pray that if they be lost, God, that you would convict their heart, that they would uh, return to you. Lord, they repent and, and come to you by faith. And Lord, likewise, for that one that maybe is in sin, backslidden, God, we pray that you would convict their heart, that they repent as well. Lord, for all that you do here this morning, we'll be careful to give you the praise, the honor, and the glory. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. You can get the full synopsis of this gospel, if you will. You can find it in Matthew and Mark as well. Um, that kind of goes into a, a little more wording. Same story, but it uses different uh, phrases um, with this uh, woman. So we find, first of all, in verse 43, a woman's desperation. The story here of her problem is all in one verse. It says, having an issue of blood for 12 years, she had spent all her living upon positions and neither could be healed of any. So she had this incurable uh, disease, this sickness about her, and she had spent all that she had on physicians, the doctors, and and, uh, perhaps I've read some where she maybe even went through uh, some other sources, maybe home remedy type things, and and tried to fix this issue uh, that she had had, and she had spent all uh, that she had upon these physicians. So uh, you look that up in into the uh, Greek languages, you will find where that literally means where she had bankrupted herself. Uh, so she had absolutely nothing. Uh, at this point, and she was in this custom, uh, these uh, this culture, it was considered to be unclean. And so before, and I want you to put this on the back burner of your mind this morning, so before someone who was considered unclean could go down the streets, they would have to yell out, unclean, unclean, so that the people would know and essentially make path because they didn't want to make contact with this person for then they and their minds would be unclean as well. And so she was very uh, ceremonially unclean in this uh, culture. And so physically she was desperate. Her health was gone. Uh, Spiritually she was desperate. She could not even go uh, enter into the temple. Financially she was desperate because of her money was gone. And so she is here a picture of all people, is she not? Uh, She is a picture of every single human being that walks the face of this earth. Physically, we are all ever moving towards death. Uh, In my um, professional life, I guess you could say, uh, as a funeral director, I see this on a daily basis. Uh, Some younger than others, some lives way beyond the expectancy that they had. Some never got to see life. We see this every day. Physically, we are ever moving towards that day of death. Financially, money cannot buy what everyone needs. It gets our basic needs. Don't misunderstand me this morning. But money could never purchase your key to the mansion in heaven. 
Uh, uh, money could never uh, uh, find your way or buy your way into eternal life with God. Spiritually speaking, sin separates us from God just as spiritually this lady could not even enter into the temple. So sin separates us from God. We see a woman's desperation. But look at verse 44. We find a woman's determination. A woman's determination. The Bible says that she came behind and touched the border of his garment. Now the other gospels mention how she had contemplated this in her in herself and and she had made the statement if I could just touch the hem of his garment then I will be made whole. Now there were a lot of things to discourage her. Uh, from coming to Christ, from, from even getting out. Can you imagine? Just uh, I, I know uh, some of you probably have felt this at some point in your life where uh, you, you just don't want to face the world outside. Uh, I, I know of people who uh, feel uh, abandoned. I know of people who have in times past because of sickness and, and, and various other infirmities where they just didn't even feel like getting out of bed uh, in the day and so they didn't want to face uh, those uh, people or face uh, the world or face reality even as it is there was a lot of things that could have hindered uh, this lady to discourage her from even getting out into the streets but, uh, but I want to call to mind where she had suffered for 12 years 12 years in the grand scheme of things is not a whole lot of time uh, but can you imagine 12 long years suffering, 12 years of being uh, or dealing with this sickness, 12 years of being isolated, 12 years of having no contact with the real world, 12 years of being looked down upon by society, 12 years of being separated. There's a lot of things to discourage her. The great crowd of people that were milling about Jesus and she had heard of Christ. She obviously knew of his power. She knew of his healing touch. She knew that if uh, she had enough faith that Christ could be the one to, to heal her. After all, he is the great physician, right? She knew all of these things and she had said, if I could just get to the hem of his garment then I will be made whole there was a great crowd what is she to do would she yell out unclean unclean just so she could get to where he was then notice the attitude of the disciples all these people around what do you mean who touched you Lord all these people are enthronging you isn't it amazing how that as you study the gospels that everywhere Christ went, there was always a crowd. Now, I say that to say this. Just because there was always a crowd doesn't mean in that crowd was always supporters. There was the naysayers. There was those uh, that didn't like Christ, that was just looking for that one thing that he could do uh, that maybe would break law, that maybe they could accuse him of. There was always those that really didn't like Christ, but they were still there with Christ. 
So this crowd of people as they follow Christ and, and these disciples are like, what do you mean? Who touched? Look at all of these people around you. I'm sure somebody touched you. That could have been a discouragement. The importance of his mission. Jesus wasn't there to see this woman. He was on his way to see someone else. He was on his way to do something else. Her own appearance could have been a discouragement. Poor, pale complexion. Probably looked sick, right? Twelve years of suffering. In uh, Mark's Gospel, chapter 5, if you wanted to look at this, around about verse 27, 28, it gives her thoughts about this. And it's amazing to me her determination that she was wanting to touch the hem of his garment. She wanted to be healed of this infirmity. She already knew she didn't have no more money. She already knew that this was her last resort, that if Christ couldn't do it, then she would probably die within a matter of days. And her determination was that regardless of the crowd, regardless of the disciples' attitudes, regardless of her own uh, situation that she was in, she was still going to press through to get to Christ. And so could I encourage you this morning that regardless of whatever it is that maybe is hindering you from coming to Christ or maybe hindering you from to continue on praying for those who you know is lost, those who you know is backslidden, can I encourage you to overlook those boundaries? To press through. Forget the ideas, the, the, the theologies of, of man and forget the, the laws of man. Forget uh, these ideas that maybe could keep you, the politics that are involved. And just get to Christ. Just get to Him. You see a woman's desperation, her determination... Notice in verses 45 and verse 46, we see a woman's deliverance. That's what it says. And Jesus said, who touched me and all had denied. And Peter and they that were with him said, Master, the multitude throng thee and press thee and sayest thou who touched me. And Jesus said, somebody has touched me for I perceive that virtue is gone out of me it was a powerful touch Uh, it's something what a little bit of faith will do right and this is exactly what happened here her deliverance came uh, from this contact with christ the touch of his garment was a touch of faith as you'll notice there in verse number 48 where it says your faith has made you whole. She exercised far greater faith than she ever probably could have thought she had. Can you imagine the amount it took? I mean, she's already sick. She's on the the the, the border of, of death. Ain't got no money. That's that Mississippi talk coming out, right? Ain't got no money. And, and don't have no way of going or, or doing or, or no family to speak of anymore. But yet she still went. And she still knew that 
Christ could set her free. She got more than she came for. Notice here, her illness was healed. And one of the greatest things ever, she became a child of God. Notice what it says. It says, daughter, verse 48, be of good comfort. But what a joy it is to know when Christ calls you child or daughter, son. God knows who we are. God knows our needs this morning. God knows every situation that you may find yourself in. And whether it be sickness, whether it be financially, whether it be professionally, whether it be where you are spiritually in your life, whether whether you're dealing with depression, whatever the case may be, God is simply saying, I know your problem. And you can go, and I'm not against doctors, I don't want to convey that this morning, and I'm not against uh, psychologists or psychiatrists or, or any of those things, but I can tell you, you can go to anybody that your heart desires. You can go to the best physicians, you can go to the best psychologists, you can go to any 12 step program that your heart desires, but until you get to Christ. The heart of the matter is still, you need Jesus. You need His touch. You need His blood to cleanse us. And apart from that, dear friend, all of these other things is minute because if everything else fails, you still have eternity to think about. And while we can have the best doctors here, and I don't make light of sickness. Don't misunderstand me. All right. I, I, had, um, I had COVID a couple of years ago. And again, Mississippi talk, it nearly took this old boy out. All right. I was knocking at death's door, laid up in a hospital. I know. All right. People who are on hospice, I... I can sympathize with them knowing that the day is coming. But until we have our hearts where they need to be, friend, that's the day we dread, right? It's a day that we don't look forward to, especially for those that don't know what happens. And I can tell you what happens when you pass from this life. You will enter into eternity, and it's either with God or it's in hell. That's the choice. And so this woman, she knew that all had been lost as far as the world was concerned, but she knew where Jesus was and the fact that he said, daughter. She was delivered not only physically, but also spiritually. And notice in verse 47, a woman's declaration when Jesus asked that question, who touched me? Now this poses a lot of questions to a lot of people. Well, did Jesus really know? I think he knew. As a matter of fact, I know he knew. Because Jesus is what or who? Jesus is God. And God is all-knowing. He knew who had touched him many surround Christ who who don't even bother to touch him who doesn't even bother to call upon his name 
It's like they have him on some little shelf over here. And God, I'll call on you when I need you. When I'm sick, when I'm in an accident, when my family is sick, when I'm going through hard times, when I'm going through struggles in life, then I'll call you. But until then, I had rather you stay over there, right? That's the mentality today. Who touched me? Notice her simple testimony here. She had told why she had touched him and how she healed, was healed immediately. She had spent everything she had. She said, there is no other option that is available. But I had heard you was coming through town, Lord. And I knew that you were my last opportunity And so I made my way, this is obviously paraphrasing, but if you read the other Gospels, you'll get this whole story. She says, so I got myself together and I made my way through the doorway of the home and I brought myself through these old crooked, dirty streets and I mingled my way through the crowd and forgot the legalistic mumbo-jumbo of our day and I made it to where... You was, and I just simply reached out and touched your hem because I knew you were the one. Her simple testimony is still heard today. A woman of great faith. Can I encourage you this morning to press through? to Jesus, regardless of the circumstances that surround you, regardless of friends, regardless of family, regardless of how you may feel, regardless of of what others may say, to simply reach out to Him. So many are in fear of what others will say. I was talking with a pastor friend of mine this week, and we was uh, discussing some things, and, and he had told me, and I don't even remember now exactly what it was that he had mentioned to his church, and, and I asked him, I said, did you really say it like that? And he said, yes. And I said, whew. I said, I've been in some churches, and if I'd have said that, I'd have been, it would have been a moving sermon, right? Uh, one of those where you pack up when you get home and get out of town. We're so afraid to speak truth because we're afraid in today's society, council culture as they call it, somebody might get mad, somebody get angry and and when they do it's like all these people come out of the woodworks against you and, and before you know it you've got a lawsuit filed on you and you're having to go to court because of something you said just didn't set well with someone else. Can you imagine if this woman would have listened? Had she have listened to the, and I'm not saying don't obey the law, <laughs> okay, don't misunderstand me, but had she have listened to their legalistic ideas, she would have never got healed. She would have never came to Christ. She would have died in her sinful, doubting state. We're so afraid of what others will say. We're afraid of what what to say to others. Can I say to you this morning, 
come to Christ. Simply come to Him. Despite all, against all, you come to Christ. And He'll meet you right where you are. If we would just call out on Him. Let's pray. Father, we're so thankful. God, for a healing touch. Lord, we're thankful that you're still in this healing business, God. Not only physically from the infirmities that we suffer from, but God, spiritually, how you're still in the healing and you're still in the saving business. And God, I pray that you would help us to remove all those hindrances in our life, to remove all of our concerns of what others may think or say. And Lord, that we would just come to you. Lord, that we would reach out to you. Lord, that we would allow you to have the preeminence in our life. Help us to be faithful to you. Help us to walk closer to you. And Lord, help us to have a burden for those that are lost around about us. Lord, how they need to hear your word. Help us to be that light that shines in darkness. Lord, as we dismiss this morning, and God, we go our separate ways, we pray that you would grant us safety. And Lord, that you would bring us back at the next appointed time. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.